You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Are you tired of the I can't mindset? The I'm not good enough mindset? Do you feel like your negative thoughts control your life? Well, you came to the right place. Because in the next 30 minutes, you will learn how to break free from the limiting mindset of anxiety, fear, victimization, depression, trauma, and self-hatred by reprogramming your subconscious mind. It's time to master your mind with Dr. Erica. Hello, hello, good people, and welcome to Master Your Mind with Dr. Erica. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today is a good day. I am feeling just blessed today. I'm feeling blessed to be with my special guest today, Walter Zajac, and just really excited about you hearing this story uh, and really just learning and, and taking out the love and taking out the compassion because, you know, as a psychologist with 25 years of experience, what I've realized is that we are all human beings and we're all on our own journey. But as human beings, we share so many similar experiences in life. And if we would just allow ourselves to be vulnerable and to reach out to each other, we could really get the support and love that we need. And so that's really why I'm kind of on this mission to really get that support out because we all need it, especially um, through this pandemic and just so many changes and in, in, in so much strife going on and division going on. And we really need to bring it all back to love. And so on that, I just want to take a deep breath and just imagine breathing in love. And when you breathe out, just let all of the angst, the anxiety, the stress, anything you might be feeling in your body, just release it. So let's just take a deep breath. Feeling that diaphragm and just taking in all the love and the pure love light and then just release. Just let it go. We have to learn how to let it go. And, you know, I, um, I'm a psychologist. I always talk about being a daily user of CBD because I don't know what I would do without CBD. CBD has really helped me and my practice remain calm, focused, and really uh, uh, relieving that stress because so many of us are going through stress and anxiety and insomnia and, and, and pain and so many different struggles. And so CBD really can offer that support. Um, I'm also running my coaching specials and I will be starting a coaching group on Fridays at one o'clock. Go to my website, get the link. Everyone is welcome. I just really want to begin a community where we begin to love on each other, empower each other, and help each other realize that as human beings, that is the strongest connection that we have. Um, there's so much that can divide us, but really, um, we need each other to survive as a species. And so I just want to really share that support with everyone. And interesting enough, my special guest today is often referred to as the empowerment psychic. And so this is perfect timing as it always is. And so without uh, my website, please 
if you're out there and you want to coach, you want to do some therapy, reach out to me, become a part of my group, uh, therapy, uh, healthyminds.expert, healthyminds.expert, Dr. Erica Montgomery. And without further ado, I'm going to introduce my special guest. Um, his book is They Came Beyond Deja Vu. It's such an amazing story. Um, it's an origin story that is horrific in its intensity, a youngster at the dawning of his superpowers. When reading They Came Beyond Deja Vu, you must remember that this novel is actually the true story of a renowned psychic, Walter Zajac. Positioned as fiction and couched in fictitious names, it doesn't really lessen the impact and tragedy of what he endured as an abandoned, orphaned, beaten, and sexually abused child in post-war Germany and later in America. It is a miracle that he survived at all. But what is really astonishing about this story is how Zajac awakened to his incredible gifts as a psychic with deeply realistic dreams about two women also suffering from their own traumas. The six-year-old Walter felt their pain only when he met them years later as a 44-year-old adult did he discover that these were actual scenes in their lives. It's amazing. But he experienced them years before they were born. How is that possible? It took his psychotherapist, who was the daughter of an accomplished Toltec shaman, shaman to explain to Walter that he wasn't crazy. He was just psychic. And so they came beyond deja vu is a wrenching read supernatural thriller and probably worth worthy of a good film or miniseries. I believe so. Walter Zajac is here today to give us a preview. And I just want to say for nearly 20 years, he is hailed as one of the best psychics on the West Coast, which is where I'm from. And as an acclaimed psychic medium, certified tarot reader, NLP coach, Reiki master, and love coach. He has empowered and guided thousands through enlightening psychic readings and inspiring coaching and healing sessions globally. His experience working in 12 different countries has given him keen insight into people's distinctions, commonalities, and cultures. He continues to receive dreams and psychic visions that come true. I want to welcome you, Walter, but I also want to just say an interesting fact about him is that, you know, as a member of the U.S. Air Force Band, he was in a pop band that hit number 18 on the Billboard chart hit in Europe. And not only that, he traveled extensively in Europe playing backup with a lot of famous uh, you know, bands and stuff. And so it, 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 this life, Walter, is amazing. And so I just want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for sharing your journey with us because it's, it's just simply so powerful. Um, thank you. 
Thank you, Dr. Erica. That was a beautiful introduction. In the introduction, you put your whole heart into it. I noticed that you do that with your work. You put your whole heart into helping your clients, your patients. I love, I read it uh, someplace on, on your website, I think it was, where you write, you are more powerful than you believe. Absolutely. And t-shirts. I saw you t-shirts. Infinite <laughs> possibilities. Enjoy yes. life, right? So my big yes. philosophy, you know, like, yeah, I've been through hardship but where I ended up was baby if you want to be happy all we have is right now so figure out some way to make this moment fun 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 love 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 fun 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 right <laughs> enjoy life like you say on your t-shirts <laughs> but you know what Walter I think that's the thing that makes it amazing because of your experience I mean six years old so I just want I know we don't have a lot of time but share with them please give them a snapshot of just some of the things that you've been through and then kind of you on the other side of it that process yeah so um war-torn Germany let me give people an idea of what that means I the the, the book starts 11 years after World War II had ended and According to a study done by Exeter University in the UK, 36 cities in Germany during the war were anywhere from 80 to 95% flattened, leveled by American and British bombers. The reason for that was because the Nazis were hiding weapons factories, tank factories, munitions factories, you name it, in among the population. And so the Americans and British did what they call carpet bombing, which is just like sweeping the carpet row by row bombs coming out you've seen it maybe on in movies and of course yeah that destroys everything that's in its path and the my the population of my city went from 236,000 to 50,000 in six years wow. same kind of stuff that's happening in Ukraine now right brings back pretty vivid memories 11 years later my city was still 50 percent um rubble and bombed out shells of buildings uh, we would be take a bus to downtown because you have to you know for the things and block after block was just shells of buildings and piles of rubble so americans were scary right and that was a whole different perspective that people don't think about right that the german population actually did suffer and um you know gosh even the russian population is suffering now even though most of them don't believe they've even what's happening so then um, I'm going to make it brief, but in the book, uh, I was sent on a train ride and I was excited as I could possibly be because I had an older brother and sister who got to do all kinds of things I never got to do. Train ride! And um, after a couple hours on the train, a Red Cross lady took me on a countryside walk and I ended up at a place called orphanage and that was a word I had never heard before. And they told me I would never be going home again. And I had no idea, no idea. And of course that moment took away all my power and, and any sense of having control over my own life. And it was just utterly unbelievable. Where the heck do you put that kind of information? I knew my mother was sick. I didn't know she was dying. Everybody else in the family knew except little Walter who was six and um, and then I think it was three weeks later, they allowed my father, who was an abusive alcoholic wife beater, just, oh my goodness, he would beat her every few days, viciously pounding on her. 
and they let him come visit and he said yeah your mama died <laughs> and uh then i never saw him again and um the thing that was uh really relevant to my life and my development was at that moment physical life became entirely unbelievable i had no place to put it and so i lived in the psychic world that was my refuge that was my protection that was my place of love because love went away you know and that night i was beat up twice by this little kid named frank because i was a new kid and then he would hound me he never beat me up again because he got punished pretty badly that night but he would hound me over and over you know and there was so much competition for attention from the very few adults that were there right so i lived in the psychic world because there wasn't any love to be had very rarely and in that psychic world i had already had these two imaginary friends they were girls in their teens and yeah, like you mentioned in the introduction, I saw in detail, I'll talk about the first one that came into my life, the accident girl, Maria is her name in the book. I saw in detail over and over and over exactly what happened where I saw her interacting with her family. And you know how when I thought it was a movie. And you know, when you watch a movie, you frequently fall in love with the character, fell in love with her, right? And then I see her get into a big industrial a semi truck. Uh, loaded with freight they get into a horrifying accident her father's driving um her face gets crushed in she's otherwise uh, injured i see her floating above her body in the truck cabin i see her floating above her body in surgery i see her going to the light i went with her i experienced that the other side when i tried to describe it it chokes me up it's like there's no words no wow. everything was love and then boom defibrillator she came back then i saw the day that the bandages were taken off and she screamed and threw the mirror down and said why did you let me live because she looked like a monster she thought i saw all of that in detail over and over and over and then interacted with her because living in the psychic world i needed to have a friend and then there was another one but she was the main one and what i mean by interacting is just there she was playing, giggling, right? And we understood each other because her experience was also so traumatic and she had to go through it entirely alone, entirely alone. Another one of the things that I saw was her screaming for her mama. And they kept me uh, companionship, which I didn't otherwise have. And then a year after uh, being in the orphanage, um, because Germany after the war was so devastated and so poor, and there were so many orphans, my mother had arranged for me to be adopted by Americans who were rich compared to what Germans ha had at the time. And but I landed with an American Air Force couple who were abusive, emotionally abusive and physically abusive within a few weeks, my, I was getting spanked so severely my bare bottom was bleeding. And, you know, and that was uh, welcome, dude, to your new home, right? <laughs> and so from one, from one horror to the next. Yeah, but the companionship, right? Imaginary friends, right? Mm -hmm. And for a that lot escape. of people, yeah, yeah, and absolutely. And for a lot of people who have similar experiences, that's what it is: companionship that they're not otherwise getting in the real world, and because of trauma in the real world. So I think a lot of people in the audience can relate to it, but then. 
what was amazing to me, and it's the it's what beyond deja vu means is when I was 44, I had been talking on the phone to I, I was um, I, you mentioned my music career. This was after the, the music career and what us musicians call a day job, right? What everybody calls a, everybody else calls a job, <laughs> right? And I had been working uh, and with this woman. She was a receptionist at a company. I had to call several times a day to, to, to give them prices on stuff and beautiful voice, you know? And all I ever heard was, one moment, please, I'll connect you, right? And, oh, such a beautiful voice. One day, I made her laugh, and I'm sure, sure you know this, and people in the audience know this, when we laugh with somebody, we connect, we feel their soul, they feel our soul, right? And in that laughter, I made her laugh so hard, she couldn't stop, right? She had to put herself on mute and try to be professional. <laughs> and then there was this moment of recognition, which I'll also, I'm sure people in the audience have, you know, where, oh my God, I know you. I know you, right? I didn't know why I didn't identify her as the accident girl, just, <gasps> I know you, you know, just so intense. And she felt the same without any explanation. And so we started speaking socially. It was a phone relationship. I did end up seeing her once in my life after her 17th surgery, right? But, um, after a few weeks on the phone, she said, I have a confession to make. I was in a really bad accident. My face got disfigured and I was otherwise injured. And I'm um, having my 17th operation soon to correct what happened. And you probably wouldn't like how I look. Wow. And then she started describing the accident. I finished the story in detail. I finished the story for her. And <laughs> that was a, <gasps> oh, where do you put that for both of us, right? And then um, over the next few weeks, I told her five things that she had never told to another soul above her body in the truck cabin, screaming for her mama in the truck, um, above her body in surgery, the going beyond the light and the day the bandages come off. She had never shared that with anybody. And at first it was, oh my God, but then, relatively quickly she freaked out you know it's like this was before the internet how does a person find out that stuff about me he's he's got to be crazy and she said i think you're nuts i think you're nuts i can't do this anymore and she cut it off and for me it was almost as devastating as that first day at the orphanage because that was my connection to who i am and what happened yeah then but it's the cool thing that is the very thing well and up until that point, because of what had happened arriving at the orphanage, I had perceived myself and my perception of the world, my response to the world was one of being a victim, a victim. And my first response was, okay, yeah, maybe I am crazy. But then even before that, again, the universe is messing with me, right? And I know a lot of people can relate to that. It's messing with me, like I hate God even, right? And, and so, but <laughs> friends had told me for years, good friends who had also had their own therapy, they would tell me lovingly, dude, you need some help. <laughs> Just knowing what I had gone through, right? And so Walter finally realized, no, man, I don't have this. I don't have this. I always thought I did. And so I looked for a psychologist and I ended up with the daughter of a Toltec shaman. Maybe people know the Toltec shaman is the teachings of Don Juan by Carlos Castaneda. Don Juan Matus was a Toltec shaman. Carlos Castaneda became one. 
and um, the Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, Toltec Shaman. It's a shamanic tradition that in Central and South America that goes back thousands of years, maybe as much as 10,000 years, just amazing wisdom. And people know that what a shaman does is goes to other realities in a real sense, goes to other worlds. And my goodness, the shaman can become the crow and fly over the landscape and see what's going on, right? So she, as a little girl, had all these experiences with her dad. It's like, oh, other worlds and other realities. And oh my God, where do I put this, right? And so in my first session where I explained what happened to me, she said, dude, compared to what I've seen, that's nothing. You're not crazy. <laughs> Psychic. You're psychic. And He's like, you can't tell me anything, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. And, and that must have been said, a relief. Yes. It took me a little while to actually connect and believe it, right? But she said, you, as a psychic, subconsciously, and we were all psychic, I believe, and we retain it to, to whatever extent we choose to. And she said, as a little kid, you went to this place where you chose from the, the spirit world two people who would eventually become real people in your life and cause you to seek help and wow. be companionship while I went all through, the, through all those hardships. Wow. But the main thing was I specifically chose these two people because it would lead me to getting the help that Walter had been saying, yeah, I'm good <laughs> about. So right. they were they were destined to be a part of your journey. Yeah. And, you know, and then another to thing as a musician, you. as a musician, that's the last thing I ever wanted to do was give up music. Right. But that's showbiz. It just happens. Right. And if I hadn't, I, I never would have found the healing. And then if I hadn't found the healing, I never would have been able to do the work that I do now. And it, it was about six years later that I started doing the work, six years after I had my therapy with her. It's just an amazing, uh, almost unbelievable uh, story. And, and, and in interesting enough, you put it in a novel format, although it is a true story. And uh, there's so many people I know in our audience and the world that have experienced such violence and abuse. Yes. It's like how, you know, what advice do you have because I think that's the one of the one of the more challenging things is moving beyond that hurt or beyond that um, feeling um, unworthy or undeserving or undesirable how what do you what would you say is is what helped you move beyond that to regain your power <clears throat> self-love and of course that's what everybody reads in the self-help books and most people think oh, I don't know how to do that right but what I learned in my therapy and I'm sure you teach it in your therapy and that is she really got me in tune with five-year-old Walter six-year-old Walter and when we're at that age, five years old, in my understanding is that's about the time that our personality becomes solidified. It doesn't change much after that, right? It's the foundation at least, okay? And I'm asking because okay. you're the doctor. Yeah, no, though, yeah. that's our core programming. <laughs> yeah, our yeah. core programming, what we believe about ourselves. Yeah. But when we're five years old and younger, we're sweet and innocent and precious and wise because we're still in tune with where we came from the spirit absolutely world. and we want nothing more than just to be loved right and for most of us maybe even all of us that's missing 
we didn't get enough love. You know, even if our parents tried, they were busy and stuff came up and or they got a divorce, right? And we went through it and we didn't get get enough love. And Einstein said it over 100 years ago that there is no time. It's been proven experimentally, scientifically ever since. There isn't. It's a construct of our minds. And so little Walter little Dr. Erica, because <laughs> she were probably destined to be Dr. Erica, they still exist. They still exist. And we can have an ongoing, um, what's the word, um, full of essence, full of meaning relationship with our little kid. And Vanita is my psychologist's name. She had me go, and I do this with clients now. It just oh, changed my life completely. It's an amazing technique where she put little Walter in my, you know, just to grab a pillow. This is little Walter. He's on your lap. He's sitting with his back against you. Put your head, the cheek against the top of his head and feel his hair and smell his skin and feel his little heart pounding against your chest and really feel this precious, innocent guy and say, I love you, little Walter. I love you. Right. And Took me a few moments of, well, that's really uncomfortable. <laughs> right. It's different. <laughs> our, our perception is, well, yeah, I really want other people to love Walter, right? It's like, why do I have to love it? Right. But then after I said it, trying a couple of times, then suddenly it hit me. I felt him and then I burst out crying. I love you. I felt him. I felt him and I felt precious, sweet, innocent, wise. And oh my God, did he want to be loved? Right. And she said it over and over, baby, that's the person, you're the person who knows him the very best, you know exactly what he needs, love him, love him, love him, that's the foundation, then the other part is she took me to a place where I was little Walter on adult Walter's lap, feeling that love coming in, then I was still little Walter on adult Walter's lap, loving adult Walter, gratitude and saying, wow, man, look, look where were you, what we overcame, look what we accomplished, right? And then being adult Walter and feeling this gratitude and amazement and love from little Walter, as powerful as it could be. Every time I do it with clients, they cry, I cry. (laughs) Because it's so beautiful. Once you really feel that little you, for all of us, that little you or that little us is precious, beautiful. It really is. And I think that so many people um, think that their validation and their value is supposed to come from outside of themselves. Yeah. Supposed to come from their parents, supposed to come from yeah. their loved ones, supposed to come from their friends, supposed to come from, you know, whoever. And the, the truth is it comes from you, really, that pure, unconditional love, when it comes from you, that's then what you emanate to attract it back. And so starting within is so key. And there's a technique that we do um, in RTT therapy is that we bring that little little Dr. Erica, that little Walter (laughs) (laughs) into, into our adult self. Yeah. Where it's forever protected. Yeah. And cannot be harmed because it's it's constantly a part uh, of who you are. Yeah. Yeah. That sense of always being protective of little Dr. Erica, right? <laughs> I got yeah. you, baby. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So, you know, you talk about in the novel, there's it's, it's 
parting about the the love the spiritual connection you know the chemistry helping people learn through hardship and difficulties you know what there's so many lessons in this book and uh just talk briefly about the three-part message um (laughs) that you wanted that you want people to to get we've got about three minutes but just put a little bit in there thank you thank you for asking that's really important to me as I was writing the book, you know, my first impression was, yeah, I want to share what I went through so that other people can be inspired to, to tackle their own stuff. And, and other people have been through harder stuff and or not as hard. But in any case, my, my goal was to help to share my story, my vulnerability in order to inspire them. And so many people have been abused physically, sexually, have been abandoned either completely or dad left because of divorce or dad was never there emotionally never connected or neither of them was ever there that's abandonment so many people have that and sharing my story hopefully i wanted to inspire them to overcome their own to tackle their own their own way um to inspire people to really love themselves and in the way that i really just talked about and to show that most people experience deja vu on some level dreams coming true ESP, extrasensory perception, where you know that they're going to call right now. And before they call, you know how basically how they're feeling, right? Self-love on my website, there's a free um, self-love meditation. You know, if you don't want to necessarily do the work, you can just listen. It's got subliminal tracks. You can look up what the tracks say and theta waves in the music. Um, which uh, help you retain the information. It just lists it's free, 15 minutes, and people say it's powerful. And the website is psychicwalter.com. <laughs> yeah, and I'll yeah. put the uh, link in the oh, description when you go to the website, LOL, um, LOA Radio Network.com. Uh, forward slash Dr. Hyphen Erica, <laughs> you'll be able to find that information. Where else uh, can they find the information about you, Walter? Because I know you've got a couple of sites and, and yeah. to get well, the book. The most important would be amazon.com. The book, They Came Beyond Deja Vu is available in paperback as a Kindle and an audio book where I narrated. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And you can go to walterzajak.com, which is all about the book. But that's maybe harder to remember because of how to spell the last name. <laughs> Z-A-J-A-C. Yes. Zajac. Thank okay. you, doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Any last words of wisdom that you want to impart yes. before we end? It's what has helped me the very most, and that is the only thing we ever have is right now. It's all we ever have. We cannot take power or make a decision over 2.30 p.m. tomorrow afternoon, right now. If you're going to be happy, we all want to be happy. Don't postpone it. Do it now. Whatever you're doing, cleaning the toilet, doing the dishes, uh, anything, have fun with it. And then gratitude is the way to make it fun. Gratitude, gratitude. Even if you're going through a hard time, somebody's giving you a hard time, be grateful about something about that person. And suddenly your heart's more open, their heart becomes more open, and you're both having at least more fun, if not actually having fun. Fun, 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 fun. That's the key. Be happy, but be happy now. That's all we got is now. Have a nice day. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, Walter Zajac. Amazing. Thanks for listening to Master Your Mind with Dr. Erica. 
We will be back next with another terrific episode that will allow you to master your mind. Please visit HempHappier.com for more information about Dr. Erica and CBD 